Welcome to Coffee Talk Connections, the official podcast of the USJCI Senate. The USJCI Senate is a not-for-profit organization comprised of individuals who have received their senatorship from the JCs, an honor given to the best of the best. My name is Jennifer Ray, and I served as the 95th president of JCI USA and am assisting the Senate this year as the JCI USA liaison and return the favor program manager. The purpose of this podcast is to learn more about members of the Senate organization and to further the Senate connections with the JCs. So sit back with your favorite cup of coffee because this is Coffee Talk Connections. Joining us today on Coffee Talk Connections is the 48th president of USJCI Senate, as well as the current chairman of the board, Lawrence Pittman. Welcome, Lawrence. Good morning. Great to talk to you, Jennifer. Glad to be here. Great. It is so great to have you on this as well. And want to start off with just talking a little bit while you've had this amazing year of being a national Senate president and everything leading up to that, want to take it back to your JC career where it all got started. So tell us, when and where did you join the JCs? Um, I joined the JCs um, in 1985, um, the Arden Fletcher JCs. A friend of mine was president, and he had tried for quite a while to get me to join. And finally, um, I was convinced when he came to me and said he did not want the chapter to fold. So as a favor um, to him, I joined the Arden Fletcher JCs. And because my company also required all the managers in the company to be a part of a civic organization and my wife's encouragement. So three things came together to kind of persuade me to join the JCs. Um, None of them of my own making, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad those three things did come together to have you join. And mm-hmm. so often that's what it takes. I, I've heard that story from so many people. One of just being asked to join and two, so many times of doing a favor for a friend. But of course it meant you stuck around. So what was it that you saw in the JC organization that made you want to continue to renew your membership year in and year out? Well, um, as I became acquainted with um, the JCs, I was very big on the individual development part of it. Um, I actually, after a year or two, became a director under the individual development vice president, which meant I, my next step was the local IDVP. Um, and I always thought that was the key um, cornerstone for our organization, what we offered to our members that no other organization um, did. Anyone, any organization had the great community projects and did a lot for the community, but the ability to train and develop our members and also make them better leaders, was the thing that kept me uh, coming back. And I served two terms as state IDVP. Um, so the I loved 
community and all of that was done there, but um, the ID was what kept me coming back. Great. And, and you touch on some fantastic points about the JCs of it is about helping the community. But one of those things that sometimes because we don't put it out there often as as much is how much we learn to be leaders in a safe environment. And we're helping our community and learning to be leaders and being able to speak in public. That is such a critical, critical component. Speaking, writing, resume building, all the programs of the JCs. So with all of those types of things, you shared what kept you coming back. Was there a particular project that just really you loved so much and, and wanted to share with the, the JCs that are out there listening in today? Well, I believe everybody has their JC project, and a lot of times it surrounds, and mine does also, the holiday, and um, we had a Christmas shopping spree, and um, we would have a couple of hundred kids, a whole day project where we would take them to various stores throughout the mall. We did it in partnership with all of the mall stores and each store um, contributed to it. And I had a, my first year doing the project, I had this little kid, he was probably about seven or eight and I took him around the store. And the main reason we are doing it, they will, each child received a gift from Santa Claus, a tour, a couple of tours. So our main thing was to look at the child and see what they really needed, clothes, shoes, um, and have them guide them toward those items. Um, but this kid, um, I was kind of put back because he was wanting to go into the girls' clothes and the older boys' clothes, and I finally asked him, I said, none of this, these clothes don't fit you, or what is the deal? And he had been taken, him and uh, he had a brother and a sister, they were taken by um, um, child services from his mother temporarily and put with their relatives. And his grandmother, who he was staying with, um, had got him into the list, but his brother and sister was not on the list. So he was trying to get them a Christmas present because he knew if he didn't provide for them, they would not have Christmas. And it kind of, you know, put the whole season in perspective for me, even though he'd had nothing um, he was more concerned about getting his brother and sister something, and he wasn't so concerned about his own Christmas. Yeah, that's so. Um, no need to say I spent a lot of money. <laughs> that day. I have no doubt. I was <laughs> going to say I'm ready to go out now and buy gift cards for kids at the moment. Just yeah, on that so, story. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I spent a little bit of my own money to make sure that. Um, Everybody uh, did well. Right. And, and that's such a great, great story and a great project. And a lot of that impact that we have in the community and still even now, you talked about joining in the mid 80s and, and through the 90s. And our organization, the JC organization has been around 
over 100 years as JCs, 100 years as a national organization. I've heard a lot of chapters who do the Christmas shopping tours, and it is a phenomenal project. So for those JCs listening in, if your chapter doesn't do one, we definitely have resources. You have one right here on this podcast who could help identify even how it was done and other other uh, JC connections to perhaps do one for your chapter. I've, I've heard them of doing it with the community, actually having the p- local police join in to help, which helps build some uh, communication lines there as well. So what, what a great story and, and kudos to you for, for taking that, that effort and all to really just make an even bigger impact than you already were as a JC. No, if I didn't, I couldn't sleep that night, I don't think. <laughs> Right. And, and this year, more than ever, with everything that's going on with the global pandemic and, you know, just people concerned with income and employment, and I'm sure the need is even greater than ever. So you were actually wrapping up your year as national president because the Senate year runs from July 1 through June 30th. So you were wrapping yeah. up your year as national president when really everything just shut down almost overnight. Literally, And I I know you had many trips and and there were many, many regional events in the Senate. There are regions and every spring, every region is having an event to elect their next year's national vice president as a chance to for the incoming candidates um, to caucus. And all of those were shut down and, and the Senate went virtual. So as you were wrapping up your year, were there any particular virtual events or activities that you saw that really just thought, wow, this is how amazing that we were able to incorporate this technology so quickly and still come together as an organization? Um, The fact that um, we were able to incorporate it so quickly um, amazed a lot of people and myself being one of them. we are a more senior group. Um, well, with a few exceptions. With a few exceptions, <laughs> we are the forty plus and um, or forty plus plus, and a lot of the people um, did not have um, all the technology. Well, they had the technology, but the knowledge of how to use it. So we had a very steep learning curve for some of our members, but after a two or three tries and trial and errors, um, they have adapted very well and to the point that um, it's almost become viral in its own self. Um, we have probably a half dozen more meetings now per week compared to what we used to and the advantage of it whereby as national president, you would love to go and meet with as many states or projects as you would like to, whereby when you're physically traveling, I could had to pick and choose maybe one or two in a weekend. Um, in one weekend in particular, I was in five different states at five different meetings um, from um, New Hampshire to Florida to California all in, in the same day because of the different times. So you do get to share with um, people um, throughout the country quicker. Also, 
being part of two or three international meetings. Um, the Europe Senate and the AFAC, which is the Americas and Caribbean countries. And so it the virtual does allow you to do a lot of things, but we are a social organization also and not having people there um, uh, to share face-to-face -face with is a drawback, but we will get over this and we will have both virtual and in person. Absolutely. And, you know, as, as you mentioned with different opportunities, it, it definitely is opening the doors for opportunities, as I'm sure you're aware as well. You know, World Congress is the international annual conference that all JCs, all senators are encouraged to attend. It was supposed to have been in Japan this year and instead will be virtual. So individuals who could not have attended for time or money do have the opportunity with a registration still to attend virtually and, and get a small experience yeah. and hopefully engage them enough to get that larger experience. And, and perhaps perhaps the big outcome is that we'll see even more senators at Senate conventions because they're, they're able to engage a little bit more virtually and it will give them the taste of what it might be like in person. I almost think it's um, myself that causes for the last three World Congresses in Japan, I have made plans to attend and something has came up for each one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to blame the global pandemic on you. However, <laughs> uh, it took care yeah. <laughs> So they, they are phenomenal experiences. And I know JCI Japan, uh, they have always done just a fantastic job putting together World Congresses as well. Uh, yeah. So it is certainly a disappointment all around. It can't be in person, but as you said, hopefully we'll we'll see more senators and more JCs perhaps registering it to experience it virtually and get engaged to join in next year in person. Oh yes. Um, so I know the we have we've been talking with all of the different members of the Senate JC task force over the last few weeks, and that actually was started at the end of your year and going into President Ariel's years when it was wrapped up. And a lot of great things. We've talked about how this podcast is an outcome of that. There's a lot of other programs gearing up. So from the Senate JC task force, what was your favorite takeaway or your, your favorite part of, of that task force? Um, it was a great pleasure working with um, the JC president, Justin. And it started from a conversation between he and I, and on how we could um, better partner and support each other. And um, I believe we both accomplished, first of all, we wanted to find a common ground between the two groups that we are not as far apart as um, anyone thinks we are, because we all are or were JC. So we have that common thread throughout the organization. And this task force proved that we um, were um, the individuals that were um, selected or asked to be a part of it, I think was a dynamic and versatile and vibrant group. And 
um, shared some great ideas and came up with a great game plan for both organizations. Um, the Senate has, does not want to run the JC organization by any means, shape or form, but we want to help mentor when asked uh, and to help share some of our experience and to support the JCs when it can. And I think this this group, this task force hit on a lot of the key areas that um, was common ground for both groups and a lot of good things I think will come from that task force. So I was very happy with the um, plan and the um, outcome from that group. And I look forward to seeing it flourish and grow. Um, like I said, the group that we had was a phenomenal group. Absolutely. And you, you said something that ironically I was just mentioning earlier this week in a, a craft your JC journey uh, panel discussion that I was facilitating of uh, really once a JC, always a JC. Well, while we may no longer be of age JCs, we're, we're still always part of that JC family. And I'd ask, what would be the one piece of advice? And this is very hard. And it's very hard, you know, with people who have been there for a while, you know, but that one piece of advice that you could give to somebody who is just really getting engaged with the JCs now on how to get the most out of their JC experience. Um, I threw, I threw, I threw a big one after there. I know. Yes, <laughs> we, uh, we didn't prep uh, that, that one at all. No, we did not. <laughs> How to get the most. How to get the most out of being a JC. Take every challenge um, that comes along. If there's something you want this organization to provide as far as training, as far as um, social, if you can think of something that you want from the organization and it's not there, um, Create it. Um, develop it yourself. Um, you get with one or two other people of like mind and develop the process, the program. Um, don't sit back and say, well, we don't have it, so it cannot happen. Um, most of the greatness that came out of the JC organization came not from a group of people deciding um, this is how it's got to be. It was from the individual seeing something or desiring something for, and going out and getting people of like mind to agree and forming it. Um, so everybody's idea is valuable. Everybody's opinion is important. And, you know, craft what you want this organization to be. And most of it important, I think, that we have lost or we need to go back to is, has always been said the JCs is the greatest kept secret on the planet. Um, share it. Um, ask a friend. Ask a co-worker. Um, don't just ask people that look or act like yourself. Um, Ask everybody you meet. Um, if you're proud of the organization, share it. 
I'm, you may have your best friend waiting to be asked. That's such great advice. And I, and I do like how you snuck in more than one. Just, I noticed that <laughs> I did, <laughs> but absolutely. I mean, taking it just to summarize, as you were saying, you know, take advantage of the opportunities. And I love what you ended with there. Ask everybody, not just the people who are just like you, but everybody in our community. And I think given, given what's going on in the world around us, having that ability to connect every single person in our community together using the JC organization is, is just so powerful and can truly help us build much better communities than we already have today. Oh, yes. So, and of course, the Senate is here as a resource for all the JCs as well. So certainly reach out. Yes. Um, we can help open and that was part of the task, task force. We do not want to go out and recruit people for you, but we can open doors to companies, to individuals. Um, we can help bridge gaps and use us to open doors. Um, because I know a few 21s to 40s, but not as many as most of the listeners <laughs> there. Um, and most of the ones I know probably work for me or for my company and even though it was in at a time when managers required their people to join um, we can't do that today but um, uh, which I kind of wish there was a <laughs> right. requirement but okay we can <laughs> we still offer introductions yeah so what we, I know we are coming to a, a end of our time here. Another fantastic conversation that I even lost track of time again. Uh-huh. Um, but I, we, of course, we have to end with a question we ask everyone. After all, this is Coffee Talk Connections. So, COB Lawrence, how do you take your coffee? Well, I like my, I like a very strong cup of coffee. I mean, I really like deep, dark roast black coffee um the stronger the better and with a little bit of sweetener um so i get go for the deepest darkest the strongest brew um almost you can stand your spoon up in it (laughs) now you're talking my language that's how i like my coffee too (laughs) well thank you again so much for joining us on this edition of coffee talk connection and have a wonderful day It was my pleasure, and thanks for having me on. Great. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Coffee Talk Connections. Join us next time with your fresh cup of coffee.